guys, it's Shawnee. Welcome back to Lawless Scotland podcast. Today, today, today. Today has been raining, which has been rubbish because we've been doing the garden and this has given us a wee break from that, I suppose. I say wee, but I've not really done anything at all. <laughs> I've just kind of watched my boyfriend do all the work in the garden. As you know, we're all in lockdown due to coronavirus, which is... Oh man, I mean, where do you even begin with that? That's a whole podcast on its own, to be honest, but that's not... We're here to talk about murder and true crime and robberies and things like that that we can take our minds off of things like coronavirus and the real world that's happening right now. Not that I'm saying that uh, murder and true crime is not the real world, obviously, because it is called true crime. But my point is, this is meant to be a bit of fun, just to keep your mind off things. So please guys, um, stay safe, stay at home and follow your government's advice, follow your country's advice. I know there'll be people from across the world listening to this at some point, hopefully. Fingers crossed, thanks. But yeah, just hopefully next time I'll speak to you guys, it'll be in better times and we will have more fun topics to start our intros on. But anyway, so today's episode is a more recent one it was in 2004 slash 2005 because it happened in 2004 and 2005 uh, these people were convicted and it is I it's a bit it's a bit crazy doing one that's quite recent because you think well I mean these people they don't stay that far away from me so it's um yep don't really want to be doing things like that so close to home but you know it's it's all for a bit of fun it's all for a bit of uh, research and mindfulness if you want to call it that so it's not meant to harm anyone's feelings or upset any of the victims families either because obviously I know that things getting dragged up again can be triggering to some families and things like that but honestly this is with the utmost respect to the families involved of um, the poor victims in this crime that's, that I'm about to talk about. So just wanted to put that disclaimer out there as well because I know we want to cause any offence or harm anyone's feelings as obviously it was quite recent. Um, yeah, so let's just start. The House of Blood Murders. Edith McAlden, dubbed the mother of all evil, was born in 1968. She, along with her 17-year-old son, John, and uh, his 16-year-old friend, Jamie Gray, was involved in a triple murder in a flat in Cross Hill in Glasgow. This was dubbed the House of Blood on the 17th of October 2004. A convicted thief, prostitute and homeless drifter, Edith was released from prison and served just nine months of a sentence for serious assault just before the murders happened. On the 16th of October 2004, she went to a top floor flat in Cross Hill to visit boyfriend David Gillespie, who was 42. He shared this flat with Anthony Coyle, who was 71, and landlord Ian Mitchell, who was 67. It was said that she called him Pops. An argument broke out between Gillespie and Edith during a drinking session. It was said that they were really heavily drinking on a bender 
and the argument may have started due to money for more alcohol. This spurred her into stabbing a knife into Glacey's thigh multiple times, severing the femoral artery, (laughs) I thought I'd said that wrong but I've done it right, that caused him to bleed to death. She panicked and called her son John for help. John and his friend Jamie arrived in a taxi. Edith persuaded Mitchell to pay for their taxi fare. He agreed, not even knowing that Gillespie was already dead, not knowing that this had happened at all. When John realised Mitchell was a witness, he had to go. John was tying up the loose ends to this. He stabbed him and kicked his head repeatedly, which caused his brain to bleed heavily. Coyle escaped his bedroom where he locked himself in, but John and Jamie used a drill to remove the door locks and forced their way into his bedroom. Remember, this is like the 71-year-old Coyle who's barricaded him into his room and these two young boys are breaking down the door to get to him. Jamie then beat Coyle to death with a golf club. They had also poured boiling water over the victim's heads, presumably to make sure they were dead. That's what an investigator thought. But, I mean, this was gruesome. Two hours later, around 3am, Edith went to a neighbour, James Sweeney. She had claimed that something had happened at Mitchell's flat. She was begging him to check on it. And when Sweeney went into the flat and seen the state of it, blood on the walls, all over the floor, there was so much of it as well. Skull and brain matter apparently as well, just everywhere. He phoned the police. When paramedics arrived, they found Edith clinging to Glessie's body and screaming for him to wake up. Edith was formally charged the next day at Glasgow Sheriff Court for murder. They thought she didn't act alone, so they investigated. They thought at least two or three men needed to have been involved just with the state of the injuries to the victims. Police stated that there was so much blood in the flat that it was impossible to be precise about the details of the violence. Two weeks later, a homeless man, Brian Gallagher, went to the police and said that he had overheard John boasting about the murder. John and Jamie were both arrested and charged. In May 2005, Edith and John and Jamie were at the High Court in Glasgow. They all pled not guilty to all three murders. The trial continued. Prosecutor Sean Murphy, QC, claimed that the victims had been beaten with knives, metal files, a belt, a piece of wood, hit with a bottle, punched, stabbed, stomped in the head and had boiling water poured over them. Just horrendous, just crazy. I mean, it's not enough to just stab someone. The list of their injuries is just unreal. The defendants changed their plea during the trial, obviously knowing that they're not getting away with this. At the end of the day, this is... Wow, I mean, they they had been seen getting out the taxi. There would have been the taxi driver that could have given the time of uh, the drop-off of John and Jamie. There was the eyewitness of the homeless man, Brian Gallagher, that said to the police that they'd heard John boasting about the murder. I mean, Edith was in the flat when this happened and she claimed that to the police as well. She said that she had been sleeping in the bed when someone must have came in and created this horror scene. Now, why why on earth would someone, if it wasn't Edith, break into a flat, not take anything as well, murder three people, but just leave Edith sleeping in the bed? And why wouldn't she have woken up during this 
as well. So clearly the three of them knew that they were caught. So they, they couldn't get away with it. So they changed their plea to guilty. John admitted to killing Mitchell. Jamie Gray uh, admitted to killing Coyle. And Edith admitted to killing Gillespie. On the 29th of June 2005, Edith was sentenced to life imprisonment and it was with the understanding that she was expected to serve in prison until 2018. And John and Jamie were each given a minimum tariff of 12 years. So that would see them released in 2017. Former partner of Gillespie, mother of his three daughters, called out to Edith as she was going below and she said she took her father's life and she'll be three in 13 years. I'm just disgusted. Yet they go down the stairs laughing as if the whole thing is a big joke. They're animals on the street better than these people. They are scum. My children stay crying all night because they've lost their dad. Just sad. Just sad. John was then released in 2016, but he went back behind bars for threatening and abusive behaviour towards his girlfriend. So, as far as I'm aware, John is still in prison. Jamie has been released from prison. You can't really find much on the internet about Jamie right now to where he is or what he's doing or whether he is still in prison or out of prison there's just not a lot to be honest there's a lot about what actually happened and the murders and things like that but there's not a lot to do with when they were released now i'm not sure if that's to do with like obviously trying to protect them in some way as to where they are and try and limit any future crimes towards them and their safety which is i don't know but I can't really find much on it and to be honest when I was even looking for Edith and finding out when she was released because obviously she was due to be released in 2018 you can't even find that much on like just a google search for them either so yes it's it's a doozy that one because you can't really find out much after that to be honest I don't really want to find out much after that because who cares what they're doing? I mean, yeah, horrendous that they've been let out of jail just, what, 12 and 13 years. That's, like, for taking three lives, three three lives, and you serve that amount of time, it's actually shocking that that can happen. And another thing that I don't get, and the reason why I wanted to speak about this story, even though it is quite a short story, is... Why do people get given life sentences but then said that they only need to serve 13 years? If you're given a life sentence because three people have lost their lives, three families have lost loved ones, 13 years isn't a very big price to pay in my opinion. And like I said, this is just my opinion so everyone else can feel free to comment their own opinion as well. And uh, on our Instagram, I'll post the pictures of um, Edith, John and Jamie and our three victims as well, uh, Gillespie, Coyle and Mitchell, so that you can kind of see. I also found like an article, I think it was from the Daily Record on the internet, pictures of that. So I'll post that as well and you can have a read at that article because 
it is dead interesting to see these things years later but it's it was just a crazy story that I found when I was researching something else and I was like I just I don't know I just had to speak about it because I thought it's not a very long story it's not a very big story for you but it's, it's super interesting why such a bloody murder such a evil evil scene was only given a short sentence and like right now as we're talking these people are out in the world and getting on with their lives now do i believe in rehabilitation yes of course i mean people can change i I get that but i feel like when there's been a loss of life in such a severe way there there needs to be more there yeah pretty much that's so yeah it's just a just a short one for you and again like i said i don't want it to be triggering in any way to any of the victims families it's I absolutely 100% do not condemn what these people have done and I absolutely do not consent or at anything agree with their sentences either because it's it just feels so 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 short compared to the loss of life and I understand that John and Jamie were only 17 and 16 but I mean in Scotland, you can get married at 16 years old. You can start your family at 16 years old, you know. So in a way, I'm a bit like, if, if you can be responsible for another human being, then you are responsible enough to know like the value of life and the value of acting in a certain way in society. And again, that's all just my personal opinion. And it's not to start arguments or trigger or anything like that across the internet because obviously we all know how crazy internet can be sometimes it's just a food food for thought episode of what happens in the world and the consequences of what happens in the world and that's pretty much it so I hope you guys liked this little episode Um, I know that I've just done two little episodes in a row but Again, they were just dead interesting episodes where you were when I was researching other things I came across and I thought, Wow, this is this is something that I need to try and incorporate into like maybe a episode of multiple things. But then when I was doing that I thought Maggie um Dixon and the House of Blood Murders are really like two completely different stories. So if I had to add them into one complete episode it didn't really feel like I was given either story justice by doing that. So again, apologies for the shorter episodes, but next week, and this is the episode that I was researching, is about Peter Manuel. I was researching him, and that is going to be a super, super long episode because there's so much. I mean, I might even have to do it in three or two parts because there's just so much to it. The guy was, uh, you'll find out next week when I upload the episode, but it is, yeah, it's a long, long, long one. So I found these other little stories just by looking into things about him and clicking on multiple tabs on Google and getting lost down a Google wormhole, basically. And I thought, why not just upload and record these episodes to give myself a break from the the peter stuff because that's that's a lot that's a lot so anyway guys 
I hope you've enjoyed this one and I will see you soon. Please make sure you head over to Instagram and check out the pictures that I'll be uploading for each of the episodes. Comment on them. Let me know if you find anything else about these little small episodes that I've done as well because like I said, it was just out of nowhere. I didn't dive too much into them to find out huge amounts, huge amounts of information. So I'm sure there is hundreds more stuff that people could find and let me know as well. Right, I'll see you later. Bye guys.